Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 165. Every letter is a piece of art. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Rhea as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing splendid. I've reached my goal of enough episodes to last me for a long time, so now I'm just shooting for more because we need more hobbies in the world, and we need awesome people like yourself. That's awesome. I'm so excited to hear about your baby. That's really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be the new host once uh, I retire, if I ever do retire from podcasting. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But yes, you know, today's not about my retirement plan. I already have the look of a retired man, but we'll talk about that later. Today is all about you, Rhea, and we're talking about your hobby of hand lettering. But before we jump into that, who is Rhea? So my name is Rhea, like you said, and I'm almost 18 years old, so I'm still in high school. And my hobby is hand lettering. So I live in Atlanta right now, and I've been attending high school here for four years. And that's kind of the time frame during which I got into hand lettering. I think it was around ninth grade that I started getting into this as my hobby. That's awesome. I can't wait to dive into it or right into it, whatever is a better pun. (laughs) But yes, that's fantastic. (laughs) And now, of course, you've mentioned that people would love to know where to find you if you are open to sharing any social media links, websites or projects, or maybe even an article you wrote. So um, my Instagram is Rhea, R-H-E-A dot my last name, which is C-H-I-T-A-N-A-N-D. I have a long last name. (laughs) And you can also find an article that I wrote about this podcast um, on on the 365firstchallenge.com website. Um, I just talked about the top seven first times and new experiences podcast. And this was definitely one of them. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. You know, I'm just giving myself a high five. You know, screw it, not myself. I'm giving you a high five. I'm glad you wrote something about me. I was like, oh, cool. This So people enjoy it. That's cool. I'm not just talking into thin air or, you know, I'm not sounding like a crazy person <laughs> asking all the questions that actually resonates with certain people and they actually give feedback, which is perfect. I cannot thank you. No, I love the article. I had a big, stupid smile on when I read it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just loved it. So I'm like, you know yeah, what? She wrote it. I'm like, she put the effort to write about it. She likes the podcast. Why not just bring her on and talk about her hobby? So promote her, promoting me, promoting her, if that makes any sense, right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll put all those social media links down below so people can go check that out, even the article, your Instagram, so they can come show you some love. And now we're going to go right into the topic of hand lettering. So what is it exactly for people who might not know what it is? So hand lettering is the art of drawing letters. So usually think of letters as you're writing them. But with hand lettering, you have the freedom to draw them in whichever ways you want. It doesn't just have to be cursive in the way that you think of calligraphy. Um, It could be any cool fonts. People do murals, people do posters, they do digital art. And basically, if you're drawing letters, you're doing hand lettering. So that's a pretty basic overview of what it is. I have such an important question to ask you, but I I have to ask, we got to put some sort of timeline to this. So you're mentioning ninth grade. I'll go back to that cool question I have. So you mentioned ninth grade is when you got started. So actually, what was it that actually got you initiated? Did you do like in school as in like a project or you saw a friend who did it or you saw some cool lettering on a billboard? You're like, cool, I'd like to give that a try. Yeah. So my uncle, he is actually an animator for Disney. So he is great at everything art related. He can draw things amazing. He can do calligraphy. He can do all sorts of things with writing and drawing. 
And he actually gave me two fountain pens when I went to visit him last. And um, if you don't know what a fountain pen is, it has that fancy tip and you have like an ink cartridge and people use it for calligraphy all the time. So um, I thought that was like super cool, but I never really got into it because I was like, that's a lot of work. But then in ninth grade, it was, I remember it was actually after one of our end of course exams. I was so bored um, <laughs> that I literally picked up a pilot pen, like the most crappy pen ever. <laughs> and actually they're not crappy, but they're, they're basic. And I tried to do like a cursive slash calligraphy version of my name. And I still have a picture of it. And it's so embarrassing. I hate looking at it. But (laughs) (laughs) it was honestly just out of boredom and having nothing but pencils and paper in front of me. So you still have a picture of that first thing you ever created, your name. Did you ever like look back at it and say, you know what? I'd like to try to perfect that idea. Or you're like, you know what? I'm not touching that ever again. Yes, definitely. I did go back and perfect it. Um, Anytime I see a piece of paper, I pretty much just go and write my name on it in some fancy font. (laughs) And it's way better than that was. So I definitely, (laughs) definitely worked on it. (laughs) And I'm sure it's extremely lovely these days. And you know what? I have horrible penmanship. So you can draw circles or create circles, beautiful circles around me. I'd probably create a square. But anyways, it's not about that. It's all about you. And one question that I was going to save, I'm like, oh, I just thought of it when I first started off thinking about this like introduction. Like when you create a word, do you always keep the same, let's say, style for every letter in that word? Or do you try to, let's say, make every letter unique? kind of like different patterns? Usually I like to keep them pretty uniform. Sometimes I'll switch the fonts between words rather than letters. But I have seen people who have changed the fonts of each and every letter. So it kind of adds a whimsical look to it. I think it's cool. Now, this might be a really tough question, but how would you describe your hand littering style? So I don't know if you're familiar with the app Visco. It's V-S-C-O. There's a lot of inspirational quotes and stuff that are on there and they're all lettered really pretty. And my style, I guess, is just cursive and a little bit of like letters, (laughs) like just normal font in between, like writing. And it just kind of looks like those pretty phone wallpapers that have like an inspirational quote on it. If you know what I'm talking about, it's almost like just a quick quote or a song lyric, something like that. So I don't write very big things or very small things. It's kind of just like a sentence or two and something that's like inspirational or cute. (laughs) So yeah, speaking of which, like you like writing inspirational words or is it like where do you get the inspiration to actually write these words? Is it something you see online or something you just walk by on the streets? Like, oh, cool. The sky is blue. Let's write something about that. Yeah, it's kind of a mixture of both. So I look to Pinterest a lot. Pinterest has a ton of ideas on it for pretty much everything you could possibly do. And then I also have some favorite song lyrics and things from artists that maybe aren't as popular. So they don't have already people on the internet making pictures of their lyrics. So I kind of just go in and I make my own and put them up on my walls or something like that. Now, this is also another tough question. It's kind of like a parent's question. Like, which one is your favorite design or creation? I know you love them all, but if you had to choose one and say, you know what, this one deserves to be, I don't know, on the fridge, kind of just like mounted there. It's kind of funny that you say that because it is currently mounted on the fridge. (laughs) It's a a Father's Day card that I just made for my dad a few weeks ago. And I really like how that one turned out. So yeah, it's on the fridge. (laughs) Speaking about your father, I'm doing all these odd segues. Have you ever taught anybody else how to do hand lettering? Let's say your father or or anybody else in your family. Oh, I've tried to teach my friends um, because they were in 
interested in it. And I think they eventually just gave up because <laughs> they were like, this is taking too much time. And that is definitely one thing about hand lettering. It is really tedious and it just takes a bunch of patience and practice that's like super repetitive. It's the only way you can really get good at it. And how long does it usually take you? Okay, actually, not just how long does it usually take you. Let's say from when you first started doing it, how long would it usually take you to complete a project? And nowadays, how long does it usually take you? So I'm a natural perfectionist. So when I started at the beginning, I knew that whatever I was doing was really bad. So I would take the time out to actually sketch it out first with a pencil, make everything perfect, almost like a traceable outline thing. And then I would go in and letter the whole thing and make it as perfect as possible. And that really took forever. I would probably take like two hours to make a birthday card, which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm kind of become more comfortable with freestyling it. One, because I am better, thankfully. And two, because I kind of just... I don't know. I think there's like a charm about it not being perfect that I appreciate now. So I kind of just go for it. So it would only take me about 15 minutes, maybe now 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. So back then I would imagine, like you were saying, you're a little bit of a perfectionist. I am as well. Let's say once you're done something, would you ever look at it and be like, oh, I could fix that. I could, if I just, just a, <laughs> this little thing right now, I can't, I, it's done. It's done. I signed it at the bottom. It's done. But, uh, do you ever do that? <laughs> I would literally go back and try to fix every little thing until eventually I just have to like put it down and be like, I need to stop. This is insane. <laughs> and told us like a hole in the paper. Like you've just hand lettered through the paper. Like, yep. Yeah, this is done. Huh? Literally. <laughs> and you were mentioning calligraphy at the beginning as well. And I have to ask you, why did you choose hand lettering over calligraphy since they are somewhat in the same realm? So yeah, they're pretty similar. The main difference is calligraphy is usually used for longer pieces. So people will write you an entire letter in calligraphy, which I'm usually not writing letters to people. So I more create wall art or things that kind of look more like a picture that just happens to have words in it. So hand lettering is perfect for that because it gives you the freedom to use whichever fonts you want. It gives you the freedom to use multiple strokes. With calligraphy, you have to do everything in one stroke because that's the proper way of doing it. But obviously, I'm way too much of a perfectionist <laughs> to just go straight for it. So yeah, mainly, mainly it's the freedom that you get with hand lettering that I really appreciate about it. Speaking about freedom, do you only do it, let's say, in one color or do you like to add like different colors and make it vibrant or get creative, use different types of material, let's say glitter or like putty? I don't know. I'm just in any kind of way to make it like different. Do you ever try different things? Definitely. Color is definitely something I experiment with. I just made something last night and, um, it's about the stars. It's a lyric from a Coldplay song and it's in silver. So it has like, it's on black paper and it's silver. So it has like a shine to it. I think that looks really cool. And yeah, I do experiment with a lot of different tools because you can even use a broad tip marker, like a Crayola marker or a crazy art marker to do hand lettering because they have a tip that's tapered. So I've used pretty much any color. I've even tried hand lettering using Expo markers on a whiteboard. It's a little trickier because of the chisel tip, but it does work. So I've kind of made like me and my sister both made a Thanksgiving poster sort of a thing on our whiteboard downstairs. Um, 
earlier last well not earlier but last year <laughs> that's so pretty cool i like how so your sister does it as well right she's very little she's only seven <laughs> but she does love to add details to whatever i do and she tries really hard to get it as close as to mine as she can so that's pretty cool that you guys made like this little bond over your shared hobby which is awesome yeah and you said you tried different styles have you ever tried let's say with a chalk on the sidewalk Yes. Actually, I just did it this summer, I think like two weeks ago. Um, it's a little bit more tricky again because of the texture of the pavement, but it's it looks really nice when you have it pretty big across like a wide space because if it's too close, all of the powder from the chalk gets all everywhere and it just looks all messy. But if you spread out every letter, it can look really nice. Now, on top of that question, is there any type of, let's say, material that you would like to try it on or challenge yourself with? I've always wanted to do a wall in my room, like make almost like a mural, but that is a big risk to take. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents would probably kill me. So that's probably not the best idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is what you do. You write, you write, I love mom. See, she's like, mom, you can't hate it. It says, I love you. <laughs> that is a good one. But yeah, that's something. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but I we have one of these little things. It's kind of a little canvas, but it's water. And you just draw and it just like fades, fades away. Would you ever be interested that in that? Buddha board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah, no, I've seen that. And it reminds me a lot of, you know, the Japanese and Asian scriptures that they do on the big canvases. It really reminds me of that. And I really want to try that someday. So... Yeah, definitely. So for the people who are not familiar with what that is exactly, it's kind of like a little portrait, a little board, probably the size of your phone in length. And basically you just put some water and you just pay, like paint, I guess, or you can do whatever you want. And then it just evaporates away after what, five minutes or so. But the idea is like you can just keep reusing it and it's kind of cool. You can practice and then you can work up to making that mural on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hopefully. And also talking about all different kinds of things, you must have a preferred pen or pencil you like to use because you were talking about you use a fountain pen, you've used a ballpoint, you use all these different types, markers. Which one do you prefer that is like the RIA approved tool for hand lettering? Um, so definitely the brand Tombow has the best pens for calligraphy and hand lettering. I think most people who would do it would agree with me. Um, they are like brush pens, but they have different um, tips that are like, they're very small brushes. So they are, some are stiff, some are a little more flexible, and they just give you different angles that you can use it and make different size strokes. So I have a few different sizes of those. I have one that's like a little bit finer, one that's a little fatter. And then also micron pens. Those are really, really fine pens. And those also work really great for details. How small do you get with your details? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> I use those mainly for touching up. And then also if I'm doing something like what I did last night, I added stars in the background of my star thing that I made yesterday. So obviously those are very small. So I used a really small tip pen to add those little dots in there. See, I would I would definitely mess it up, but I would love to give it a try. I'm I'm not the best with my penmanship, like I mentioned a few times before, but you know, everything's worth a try, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, this is an extremely odd question, probably the oddest one you'll ever get, maybe in your life, about hand lettering. But what is your favorite letter to create, if that makes any sense? Ooh, I think I'll have to go with the lowercase r, just because I've practiced it so much with my name <laughs> that I've gotten to be an expert at it. So, 
either the lowercase r or the a. And on the flip side, I know you don't have any, but I, I got to ask if you do maybe, what is the one that you hate the most? The one that's, let's say, the biggest challenge to draw just due to symmetry or just repetitiveness, like the X, the angles. I don't know. What is there one that you dislike? Hate is a strong word. Let's say dislike strongly or lightly. <laughs> Definitely letter X. Um, uppercase G's for some reason, I always struggle because there are just so many curls. And then I don't know why, like K is not a difficult letter to draw, but I just think they look really ugly in person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I try to make them look pretty, but then they always look kind of off. So I don't know, maybe that's just something that I'm doing wrong, but I don't like them. You're okay. You're, you're just, you're okay. To see that little pun right there? <laughs> You're great with a K. I don't know. But yeah, no, no. I'm sure it looks lovely. Like this is going back to the idea that you might be a perfectionist. For you, you see this like, oh, I don't like it. But I'm sure everybody else who looks at it is like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, luckily that's most people's responses. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> Practicing and getting better with this, I'm sure you have to do some research online or research in books or just practice some more. So for you, where do you go to improve your hand lettering skills? YouTube. YouTube, I think you can learn pretty much anything on YouTube. <laughs> But yes, there's a lot of really great hand lettering channels on YouTube that I would go to to find if I'm struggling with a certain letter or a certain font or organization of my words, then I would definitely turn to YouTube because they have a lot of different projects, a lot of different people and everybody does it their own way. So whichever way that you kind of find works best for you that's usually what you should just go with. So I try to find people who letter in a similar way to me. And that helps me improve. And uh, you know what? People should definitely go check out your page and see your stuff because I'm sure you have some stuff up there that's pretty jaw-dropping. <laughs> yep. And now uh, another odd question. I'm sorry I'm asking all these weird questions. You must be at this point like, oh my God, I regret writing this article. This guy's really weird. Um, so when it comes <laughs> to, let's say, like hand lettering, do you ever, let's say, challenge yourself on adding an extra layer of difficulty? For example, let's say blindfolded just to see if you can like feel your movement. I have tried not looking, not blindfolded, but I like try to look away, like look up and try to do it. It usually ends up pretty good, honestly, because it's kind of just muscle memory at a point. You pretty much remember what, how each letter is supposed to feel when you draw it. Um, they do usually end up not being in a straight line, though. They kind of end up like eventually all going <laughs> down or planted in one direction. But otherwise, it looks pretty good. So, yeah, that is one thing that I do. And then. One other thing that I have tried adding before is like shadowing, if you know what I mean. Like a lot of people have bubble letters where they put shadows. My dad's for some reason really good at that. And I still don't really know how to do it because I end up putting the shadows in like the wrong places. So then it's like there's 30 lights on it. Like where would the shadow be? Like, I don't know. I, I That's really difficult for me, but I have tried doing that a couple of times. So. Man, I, I cannot wait to look more at it and just like see your creations. But like. Yeah, this is something I can never do. This is, you know, this is your hobby. I'll just admire it from far and saying, you did good. I, 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 can't, even, I can't even get that good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and for you, what would you say is the best part about hand lettering on a personal and an emotional level? Honestly, that it gives me the freedom to put whatever I want in this work of art. It's basically like if you had a canvas and you're painting, it's pretty much the same idea, but it's with words. So one of my favorite artists is John Mayer. I don't find a lot of his lyrics written all pretty. So <laughs> I will take my favorite lyrics and write them the way that I want to. And I will put them on my walls and I feel proud of looking at them. 
And then another thing that does really make me happy when I hand letter is usually most of the things that I make are things I will give as gifts. So either a card or, you know, some kind of appreciation poster, something like that. And while I can always get a gift card and things like that, which I usually do anyway, I feel like this adds a really personal touch and shows people that I care because I put the time into it. So, yeah. Now, you mentioned you like writing lyrics. Now, this might be far-fetched, but maybe not. Maybe it's just something that is in your like near future, like you might want to do. Have you ever considered, let's say, have like uh, do a music video per se, where you add the lyrics, but the lyrics are actually your words, your lyrics popping up like with the hand lettering? Oh, that'd be so pretty because I actually, I do sing and I look at a lot of karaoke tracks and they're just so ugly. <laughs> this would make it so much prettier. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, that would be so visually like pleasant. I, sometimes I would imagine I would just forget about the song. I'm like, nope, I'm just enjoying the words. Don't even have to listen <laughs> exactly. to the music, just read it. And I can feel it like, oh, I, I could just imagine you just putting like the energy and you have like the story within the letters just portraying. The song, sorry, my mind is escaping me right now. I just have a very very vivid imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you ever take the time to learn the history of hand lettering? Um, No, I didn't, honestly. I pretty much just dove straight in. But I do know a little bit about just how handwriting has evolved over hundreds of years. (laughs) Obviously, when you look at scriptures from very long time ago, you can see the progression and how honestly handwriting has gotten simpler over time. I mean, I try to read these documents in US history and I'm like, what is even written here? I can't read this. But over time, it's evolved in a way that cursive has become simpler to read. Regular print handwriting has become simpler to read. So I think that's pretty cool that people are still trying to preserve that aspect of handwriting and still using cursive and still trying to use pretty strokes and fountain pens like they did before. You know what? I could be completely wrong, but I did hear the reason why the cursive was used back then was because the, the fountain pens, because every time you would take off the pen from the paper and put it back on, it would you leave a giant splotch. So that's why it forced them to try to just extend the words as much as they can and then refill and then go at it again. I could be wrong, but that's that's what I heard on this thing called the interweb. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense because that would be a pain in the butt otherwise. And speaking about the interweb, I, I feel like you do a lot of your hand lettering on paper. Have you ever tried, let's say, on an iPad or a digital device that allows you to do that with a digital pen? I have, but at the Apple store because I don't own an iPad. Um, I really want to someday, like one of the iPad Pros with that Apple Pencil, because I see a lot of people on TikTok and other apps like these just doing hand lettering on those. And you have so much more freedom to do things like change the colors like instantly with just like one touch. And it kind of self-corrects too. Like it just looks really cool. I really want to try that. Okay. So once again, more donations. If you guys like to donate an iPad to Rhea, she (laughs) would definitely not say no. I don't know who's willing to do that, yes. but yes, <laughs> like I, I don't think uh, everybody's here like, yeah, yeah, Alex, we're not even donating to you. Why? Like, if you're not donating to me, donate to Rhea at least. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This is a, this is a PSA <laughs> moment where we have to just force people to do that. You don't need to, you but need if to. you want to, it's there. Uh, yeah, so back to you. Sorry for <laughs> rambling. What was your biggest challenge when you first started hand lettering? Um, definitely getting the strokes right. So every time you go up, it has to be a thin line. And every time you come down, it has to be like thicker. So Mm. 
the way that that happens, though, is how you hold the pen. So you could do the whole thing thin or the whole thing fat, and it would just like it would work, but it would look really bad. So you have to adjust your the angle of your hand with every stroke that you do, basically. So that was definitely the most difficult part for me because I just had to keep on practicing that. And I would imagine over time, sometimes you would get like your wrist would start hurting or your hand would start cramping. So you would have to like take moments to just, just stretch out your hand, right? Definitely. And my hands are already for some reason, I don't know what is happening with my hands, but they're always just hurting. So <laughs> made it like 30 times harder, but it was worth it. It sounds like we have the same hands. Like I'm in the same boat. I grip a pencil like a gorilla. I just grip it so hard. And then when I realize, I'm like, oh my Me goodness. too. <laughs> I do the same thing with a phone. I'm like, why am I gripping the phone so hard? Why am I? <laughs> that is exactly my problem. My friends are like, why do you write so dark? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I want you to see it. <laughs> and for exactly. you, and for you, what is your current biggest challenge? Um, I would probably say trying to keep up with like everything that people are doing because I follow a bunch of these influencers that do hand lettering and calligraphy and they're doing some crazy stuff. So I'm just here writing my regular old cursive, but I really want to explore other types of fonts. There's, I don't know if you've seen this, I forgot what it's called. I don't know, it just slipped my mind, but it kind of has that like Roman look to it. They have like super square characters. What is the name of that? I would say Times New Roman, but you'd be like, Alex, no, not that. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the only one I know. (laughs) But like experimenting with the square tip, that's like how they do those. So I usually use brushes or then something with just like a single, um, the nib kind of just like comes to one point. But some of them, I have one pen that has a square tip. So I don't know, maybe something with different fonts. And at any point, has hand lettering ever stressed you out? Let's say you're working on a specific letter like over and over again and you're just not getting the right stroke. If so, what do you do? Do you usually just step back and take a break, do something else? Or do you just keep going at it until you get it right? Yeah, it's definitely stressed me out before, especially when I'm on like a short notice and I need to make something for someone. (laughs) That has happened all the time. And um, usually I... I used to just kind of go for it and it wouldn't end up how I wanted it. And I would have to go back and pretty much redo it. And the second time I would learn like, okay, let me just plan this out and then do it. And now I've kind of figured that if I do want something to look really good and I don't have much time, I know I'm going to rush through it. I will take the extra time to plan it out because it ends up saving me time at the end. So when you speak about planning it out, do you like trace up a very thin line just to have the outline first? Or what is your planning process? So I use a pencil, any type of pencil at all. And I will first sketch it with the pencil itself and make sure that it looks perfect just from the pencil. And I can obviously erase, which is awesome. You can't do that with calligraphy. (laughs) Another reason I don't do calligraphy. So um, yeah, I'll plan it out like that. I'll do like a rough sketch and then I'll go over it with my pen. And another important question, probably the most important question to just expose more of your hobby. What are some misconceptions about people who do hand lettering? Oh, that we all have good handwriting, like regular handwriting. I have very average handwriting. Um, People who do calligraphy, I'm sure that they have adapted to a lifestyle of just like cursive all the time. But especially for people like me who just kind of do it as a hobby, like I'm good at drawing letters. But if you just tell me to like write an essay, it's going to be in pretty crappy handwriting. So yeah, not all of us have this like normal, amazing handwriting. (laughs) What has hand lettering taught you in life? Patience. (laughs) Patience and perseverance. 
literally the entire summer after I got into hand lettering, I just wouldn't stop like all day, every day, I would just be doodling something on the side trying to like, make it look better. And it took like two months for me to get to the point where I was at least like even a little satisfied with it. So usually I'm not to brag or anything, but I'm the kind of person who like, (laughs) I'm the kind of person who tries something new that I'm interested in and I get it pretty much right away. And I'm good at everything that I want to be good at, if you know what I mean. And this one definitely took some time because there are a lot of details that you just can't overlook. Otherwise, it won't look right. Speaking about being awesome, obviously, uh, (laughs) do you ever challenge yourself by using your opposite hand, your weaker hand? Are you able to do that? I'm able to write with my left hand pretty well. Um, It's not great, obviously, but (laughs) it's all right. I have tried hand lettering with my left hand and it's not nearly as good as regular handwriting. Mostly because especially when you're doing cursive getting the strokes in like the right direction when you're like there's a certain slant to the letters you know when you do cursive but when it's with your left hand it's like the opposite way so (laughs) it was definitely difficult to even figure out which direction i'm supposed to lean the letters in you're just like yeah yeah no 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 screw it this is the new (laughs) way we're doing it now yep back to third grade where's that duct tape at so i can duct tape my hand <laughs> yes, literally. Now, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? Probably more as an escape from reality because the time that I find myself hand lettering the most is obviously I'm still a student. So when I'm sitting in like math classes and things that I don't want to listen to, and I have pretty much nothing in front of me except for like an open notebook. <laughs> So I just tune out my teachers, which I probably shouldn't do. (laughs) Luckily, I still make good grades. So my parents have not heard about it yet. But my teachers have gotten on to me before for hand lettering in class because I do it so much. But I think they just kind of gave up on me. So yeah, definitely an escape from reality because that's what I do when I just don't want to listen to whatever is going on in the background. Speaking about doing it in school, this is a really stupid question, but you know how like in the washroom, sometimes people do graffiti on the wall. (laughs) I'm not implying that you do it. I'm saying, do you ever pull inspirations from the things you see on the walls? No, definitely not (laughs) inspiration, but it does amuse me. And I have written on the desk and then been like, oops, and then erased it. (laughs) So (laughs) I've accidentally graffitied some things at school, but yeah, the things people write in the bathroom don't even make sense. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> They're, it's for it's for another day. We'll talk about that later. Never. Well, that's that's reserved for the washrooms themselves. That's potty talk, <laughs> pun intended. Yes. <laughs> now, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Definitely, definitely get the right tools from the beginning because it'll make it a hundred times easier. Don't use a pilot pen <laughs> unless you know what you're doing. Don't use a pilot pen. Um, so yeah, invest in the right tools and also make sure that it's something like commit to it, do it and do it often. Don't like lose touch with it and keep going. Even if you think like, okay, this is looks so bad and I'm never going to get better at this. Just keep going at it because you will get better eventually. Do you have any social media links or websites or projects you're working on so people could come check you out? Not really at the moment. Um, I mostly just have my Instagram account, which I use the most. I do have a Facebook, but I hardly ever use it. So pretty much just look for my articles on the 365firstchallenge.com website. And I'm also working on writing some articles for some other websites. So you try to, if you can try to find my bylines, that'd be really cool. 
Yeah, I'll definitely add that down below. And this episode's coming out next year. So if you have more things on the way that you did not did not mention yet, just send them to me. I'll just add them all down below. It'll just be a giant article. And if we can make it into like a hand lettering style, I'll, you know what? I'll let you pick because I could choose different fonts. I'll let you pick the font if that is any like cool thing if you like. So like, oh yeah, this is normal Times New Roman. Whoa, what is this? Oh, dope. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I will definitely go ahead and pick an awesome font. Perfect. So yes, now for the last question. Do you have any questions for me about hand lettering? Hmm. Let's see. Do you think that you're able to recognize when something is hand lettered either like like by hand versus digitally? Like, can you tell when something is just typed out or when someone has actually written it? Can you tell the difference? I'd like to say yes, because I would feel like a computer would be too perfect. Like you were saying, that has a self-correcting. And I mm -hmm. it sounds stupid saying this, but I like the imperfections. Does that sound weird? I kind of like the little imperfections because it shows that little human side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I found recently that it's getting harder and harder to tell the difference, <laughs> especially since people are using digital tools and it is really their handwriting, but it's like a digital tool versus that you're just typing it out. And some people are just so good. I don't know if you've seen um, the people on YouTube who have drawn out the logos of like different companies and they're literally perfect. Like they look like the Nike swoosh and everything is absolutely perfect. And it, you would think it's computer generated, but it's not. So yeah, I was just curious to see if you could tell because I definitely can't very much. <laughs> so yeah, me just saying, yeah, I can definitely tell. And you saying you can't, that means I definitely can't. Uh, but actually that leads to a, another interesting question. Do you think let's say electronic devices like iPads or any other tablet will replace hand lettering on paper? And if so, would you be for it or against it? Um, I guess I'm kind of, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, obviously there is a certain charm to doing it on paper. It like the texture of paper is different than really shows your talent because you are having to physically do it without having a computer helping you. But at the same time, I think that it's helped people do different things with hand lettering that we've never been able to before. So there's some pros and cons about both sides. But yeah, I definitely see that computers are taking over. So <laughs> I think we'll see that change. And jumping even deeper into the computer world, have you ever tried or would like to try VR? Because I know you can do like 3D art in VR now, like you can walk around. Would you ever try doing hand lettering in VR? I know that if I ever got the opportunity to, that would be the first thing I would do because it's pretty <laughs> much the first thing I do in any situation is just figure out where I can write my name in cursive. So <laughs> I've never done VR before, but I definitely think that would be so cool. So once again, if you'd like to donate a VR headset to Rhea, she would not say no. This is a donation. <laughs> this is a donation episode right now. Every third word is donate, 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 donate. Uh, but yes, <laughs> yeah. you don't need to donate. Just go follow Ria, show her some love. So yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Ria, for coming on and answering all my questions and teaching me more about hand littering. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast, so this is really exciting. Yes, I hope I left a good impression. Hopefully you get many more episodes <laughs> for other podcasts. Yep, hopefully. <laughs> so if you guys would like to learn more about Ria, you should go check her out. I'll put all the links down below so it'll be very easy to find. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast and want to leave a review, maybe even a hand lettering style review, I would definitely love that. You can go on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, go onto your neighbor's wall and do some hand lettering there, leave a review. 
don't do that. But you know what I mean? I uh, would accept anything. I'd love it. And uh, if you want to show some more support, completely optional, you can uh, buy merchandise. I sell merchandise on Redbubble with the Time for Your Hobby logo on things you do not need. Maybe I'll update the version, have a hand-lettered style, not by me, by somebody who's a lot better, who can improve the logo. <laughs> you know, the logo's awesome already, but like do the hand-lettering better? Or not better. Oh, I'm just butchering it. My friend did the logo. It's fantastic. An alternate version. There, I'll have two logos. There, I saved myself, I think. Either way, that's that. And also, if you're also interesting or interested, I have a Patreon. Once again, no hand-lettering there. Just Patreon hobby stuff and if you are interested you can donate if not that's all cool i'll still podcast but what you do need to do is go show ria some support so once again thank you so much ria thank you alex so until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care